Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, Cycle, Line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh my goodness. It's another. Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Just to pre-warn everybody who's listening to this podcast today, if Mitch and I sound a bit happier, it's because we've been released from the basement of Bell MTS Place. <laughs> Not that we don't appreciate our jobs and everything, but right now we're coming to you from Mitch's hotel room in Vancouver, uh, staring out at the mountains yeah, and it's the a ocean. Bit of a different uh, scenery than an office setup. So anytime you get that, it's going to be it's going to be nice. It's going to change your mood a little bit, a little vitamin D as we get into things here. But uh, officially landed in Vancouver for Jets TV's uh, beginning coverage of the 2019 NHL draft, which goes Friday. Jets holding the 20th overall pick in the first round. Lots of rumblings going on, but I think every day we wake up, there's a new kind of bomb happening in the National Hockey League and uh, just moments ago it was confirmed that the Anaheim Ducks have bought out Corey Perry Uh, that makes him an unrestricted free agent which is just incredible news considering the quality of the players that are available beforehand Uh, I know Kevin Hayes signed a a pretty nice deal with the Philadelphia Flyers after spending a couple of months with the Winnipeg Jets but uh, it's it's totally crazy season right now before we even get to July 1 and uh, a lot of thought process going on outside of what's going on in Winnipeg as well, right, Mitch? Yeah, and it's going to be one of those situations when, uh, I mean, even before the draft, there could still be more things that happen around the league, but it's going to be one of those situations where you're at the draft here in Vancouver, and anytime on uh, Friday for round one anyways, anytime Gary Bettman kind of walks out there, you're just going to go, oh, is he just announcing the next pick, or does he have a trade to announce? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be very, like... Uh, kind of edge of your seat uh, throughout the next uh, few days here and, of course, going into the uh, the rest of the summer. But um, like you said, just a, just a completely different feel in and around uh, the league, whether it's conversations around the salary cap, uh, the GMs will meet uh, this week as well. Like there's, there's just so many things that are, that are going on all at once that given the, the free agent class, whether unrestricted or restricted, there's just so much happening and so much conversation that uh, I mean we're almost on our phones all the time. So it's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun so far. When Jacob Truba's trade was announced. I was out with my parents. They come to Winnipeg to visit for their 50th wedding anniversary. So congrats to them. Yeah, thank you. Isn't it nice that they came to see me for their 50th wedding anniversary? <laughs> but uh, and I was a little upset because I missed the trade and I couldn't help you guys out with our yeah. coverage on WinnipegJets.com. But I got a free pass on that one that I know of. Yes. And we'd already had our evaluations, performance evaluations. <laughs> so I don't think Tyler's going to remember in 362 days about yes. what I, the transgression that I did on uh, Jacob Truba uh, trade day. Kevin Hayes, if there was any question about why the Jets didn't keep him or try to keep him and just got a fifth round pick back, that question was answered yesterday, uh, averaging $7 million per or just over $7 million per season over seven years with the Philadelphia Flyers uh, for, I believe, would probably be about the second line center uh, on the roster, which is where he kind of fit in with the Winnipeg Jets for a time. Uh, were you, amongst everyone else, surprised with that number when you saw it? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, that's the whole question with free agency right now. Like every time people go, what is going on? You have, you have like this idea kind of in your, in your head of, you know, what now this, now we, we talked about like kind of how much of a crazy season it's going to be. So now when, when you see these kind of contracts come out, you're kind of just like, Oh, okay. All right. And then 
instead the way my mind works anyways is you kind of see what what the contract is and, you, and i kind of try to apply it to okay so how does that affect mm-hmm. what's coming next um and of course we don't you know we're not in the room during negotiations with kevin chevalier off or anything like that but you just always you have that thought in your head of man i wonder i wonder what you know jets management thinks of this in terms of their conversations with this player or how yeah. does it affect a comparable with this player and um you know kevin chevalier doesn't you know likes to keep negotiations private which i think is one of the reasons that you know a lot of he's able to get some of the deals done that he is i mean there's there wasn't a whole lot of there was chatter about jacob true but there wasn't anything kind of you know really out there imminently uh until it happened and then i i still remember the the paul stastny trade just kind of coming out of nowhere and that's but that's just how Chevaldeoff and his team work so i'm always going to be i think from now until you know i either i lose interest in the game or, or something mm-hmm. i don't foresee that happening but i'm always going to be curious about what those negotiations are like especially after a deal like kevin hayes's gets signed where that's a lot of money i mean i mean and he's a player that's uh that's definitely earned you know the right to have an offer like that from the philadelphia flyers so and to look at it from i've seen some of this where people go mark oh, mark shifley i'm like well that mark shifley's deal was this time. many years ago these are different times the cap is going up uh there's that amount of space for said player on said roster too and you know there's a since the toronto raptors even won the nba championship the nba offseason has gone into full spin this is one of those times where i think the nhl is in that level of interest with names going there's some big names out there uh unlike any year past and as we've talked about on this podcast numerous times the the names that are out there right now in restricted free agency uh probably the best we've ever seen in terms of quality of players. So a lot to come from that as well. So uh, we will do our best. Uh, if anything breaks here from Vancouver, we'll stay on the webpage, winnipegjets.com, and of course our social media uh, places such as Twitter uh, and Facebook. To, we'll keep you up to date in that aspect. In the meantime, our uh, interview with Scout series continues here on this Wednesday in Vancouver. Uh, here's Winnipeg Jets uh, amateur scout, European scout, Yevgeny Bogdanovich. Shop where the players shop. Jets Gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets Gear locations or shop online at TrueNorthShop.com. This is Patrick Lina, and you're listening to Ground Control. Evgeny, thanks for coming on the show. A week like this and all the work that goes into it, does it make everything that you do seem worth it or is it more like when you get to the draft at that point well i think the majority of the work is 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 done right now like you know we're we're wrapping up there's still not work left to do yeah but i mean you know we put a lot of effort into this final meetings and you know just continue and we continue to dig in a little bit more and make sure we're really ready for the draft what about for yourself you've been with the organization going back to the atlanta years for a long time what uh, what has changed with scouting in your mind and say the last five years as compared to when you first started in the business it's all different i mean uh, you know it's it's you work with different people first of all mm-hmm. right you work at different times you know there's 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 new technologies there's new other stuff new you know a little more videos a little more you know it's it's just a little bit different uh but i mean again i guess you just keep uh keep picking up something new with every year with every new person you work with and just 
try to get better. What's uh, one of the advancements recently that you enjoy that goes with scouting nowadays? Is it analytics? Is it more video? What, what are the things or the, the technology has brought to you that you're enjoying right now? You know what? I don't think, I, like, I, I, you know, we, we, analytics is something that I think, I think is intriguing, mm-hmm. but I think it's still not everything. Yeah. I think it's still your, you know, your life views and everything else is what matters the most. But there are some interesting things we find, you know, when we try to analyze here some stuff at the meetings. So I think that's probably more than the videos because you are still watch a lot more games live than you do in the videos. So watching the World Hockey Championships right now, you certainly see the passion for hockey uh, every year at this time. Are more and more people in more countries coming into loving hockey? say more than there was 10 years ago well i think it's great i think this you know like in europe this tournament has always been major mm-hmm. that's how it always been but I, I i like to see now that north america and canada especially kind of picking up on it and and you know coming over here you know i see it a lot on tv which is i think great because i think it's coming global it's a great tournament you know a lot of teams in europe they really take it you know serious but the their best teams there as good as they can get you know, there's still a lot of players playing in the, in the playoffs, obviously. So, but uh, in general, like it's it's a fun tournament, and and uh, you know, I'm glad it's just you know getting bigger and bigger. As you're Russian, clearly, um, let's go into this a little bit. Uh, you always hear that kids in Europe don't dream of winning the Stanley Cup; they dream of winning gold medal for their country. Is that factor? Is that changing now that more and more Europeans are playing the National Hockey League? I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of kids that are that are dreaming to win the Stanley Cup. It's probably you know kind of a really further goal because it's it's hard, really hard to accomplish, obviously. But uh, I would think that there's, there's still a lot of a lot of kids that are dreaming about the Stanley Cup. There's no question about it. Olympics are big. Yeah. You know, World Championships are big, but you know, winning the Stanley Cup, I think, is pretty ultimate goal for a lot of kids too. Uh, ultimate goal for yourself was it to be a scout and would you, is there any suggestions you have for people the out because of you just talked at the beginning part of this conversation about the hours that go into it and well it, it is a it is a goal like we all are driven of it but you know this is players that are winning it just mm-hmm. let's start with this you know but we're we're trying to put as much input in it as as possible and that depends on us like we just have to work hard you know and and do whatever it takes who to got help. you who got you into this what was the starting point in scouting? Oh, well, if, if, you know, I'd be lying if I told you I was a hell of a player. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you, know, you know, growing up, actually, my main sport was soccer. I played soccer for a while. And, uh, but hockey was always, you know, a special spot in my, in my life. You know, my dad loves hockey. He put me in the skates early. You know, made me watch a lot of hockey since I was four. It was Miracle on Ice was my first hockey viewings. Wow. You know, my uncle played hockey. You know, it was, I was around it all the time. And then when I stopped messing around with, with soccer... You know, switched to hockey, went to a lot of games, watched a lot of hockey, and obviously always on TV. And uh, it was 1999 when I met, uh, at that time, head European scout for uh, Atlanta Threshers in St. Petersburg, my hometown, at the junior tournament, under mm-hmm. 20. And we just kind of chatted a little bit about some players here and there, said bye to each other, and that was it. And then a month later, they called me and said, you're interested, you know, we're looking for a guy in Russia as a, you know, part-time. And I said, well, yeah, sure. I just finished college at that time. I said, yeah, I'll do that. And then, you know, we just went from there. I got the, you know, area expanded. I got the full-time status. And once the team moved to Winnipeg, uh, Shavin Zinger offered me a head European position, which I accepted. And, you know, trying to uh, to do as much as I can to justify their trust. 
Clearly, you've done a lot of that because you've been with the organization for such a long time. Was there a player that you've scouted that you're pretty proud of that's within the organization right now? And maybe, and who, I don't know if you want to get into who it is, or I would love it if you did, but uh, just talk about when you first saw that this player. It's hard. Like, I, I, I don't want to take anything really personally because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's still a group. It's a group okay. effort. You know, it's, a, it's always group effort. You know, there are certain players, of course, I had a strong feelings for, and I'm glad, I, you know, I pushed for him, but I, don't, I, w- I wouldn't go to personalities. Right. I, I don't think it really makes sense. What about the players have changed so much in your mind uh, over in Europe in the, in the, in the past five, or over the past five years? Well, I think there is uh, there's more development in, in Scandinavia, but it, I wouldn't say five years. I think it's more than that. Yeah. But I think those countries really picked up because there was a point when, you know, when they weren't doing that well, and, you know, they made changes. You know, first Swedes really came up and, you know, grew up a lot of great players, and then Finns caught up on that too. And obviously there's a lot of Finns now that are, that are higher-end players. And... Uh, you know, I would think maybe some other countries need to do a little better job, including Russia too, unfortunately. But uh, but there's, I think there's, they're they're moving in the right direction. All those countries, just some of them need to do a better job. How come with goaltending is such an important position in in the game today? How come we don't see more goaltenders being drafted in the first round than well, there were in years past? Well, because I think it's always it's always you know goalies are goalies. They're they are still special, mm-hmm. and it's it's a still toughest toughest one to scout you know we we thankfully we have you know the goalie coach that helps a lot with some other stuff he's oh his opinion is really valuable you know but the the goalies there's a lot of risk with the goalies you know over the course of the year years of work you know we all learn a lot on that too so goalies are like you got to be you know there were there were guys like Vasilevsky or you know some some other guys that were sure first round picks when you you know you wouldn't even question that but then there were others that got picked later, but then they developed. They, you know, for some of them, it takes a lot longer to develop than, you know, compared to some players. Goalies are just a special case, I think, and that's maybe one of the reasons why they don't get picked that high. Is it because, and you just talked about that, is just because of how long it takes them to develop oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. tough to well, you look the first at the UI, uh, You can look at some guys in NHL right now. You can look at the guy in St. Louis right now, mm-hmm. the Bennington, and, you know, it's unbelievable, and it's great for him, great for a team, but it took him time. Yeah. And there's guys like this, you know, all over NHL. I think you can find that it just takes a lot longer time. Appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Going back to last year, Mitch, when the draft was in Dallas, yep. you and Tyler were two tired little troopers <laughs> when you got off the plane. Uh, you took a red eye, I believe, from uh, Vegas yes. after the NHL awards. Yep. Uh, you guys were not fresh when you arrived in Dallas, but nope. uh, to your credit – you guys did a great job on, on your arrival. We didn't get a chance to do this last year, and I know you wrote a, a written piece, but there's no representation for the Winnipeg Jets at the NHL Awards in Vegas this year. What was it like last year following Blake Wheeler and, and Connor Hellebuck around uh, the, the NHL Awards process and maybe take our fans inside of what you saw and were a part of last year? It was uh, it was really cool, and you're, you're right about the red-eye flight, by the way. I still remember landing in Dallas at 5.30 in the morning and getting to the hotel at seven and then i think we had there was either an availability or something that was going on at like 10 a.m so yeah tyler and i snuck in a quick two-hour nap or or something and then uh went to work but i mean it's a draft you're running on adrenaline it's it's a it's a real fun week so um but in terms of the awards yeah like it's it's really neat just kind of seeing you know uh, players that had just spectacular seasons 
and coaches and, and general managers like Kevin Sheveldayoff, who was also there last year. You know, it's just seeing them all in one place and you're you're kind of reading about what everybody's final stats were because obviously we're very focused on the Winnipeg Jets and, you know, maybe to a slightly lesser extent, the Central Division as a whole and Western Conference. But you just start to really appreciate just kind of the seasons that everybody had. And then uh, one of the first things that they do is just kind of a – just a general media availability and they kind of just bring them out to, to backdrops and everything. And, um, I also, what, what sticks out to me is the red carpet event that they had kind of before the awards where, you know, in some places like the NHL all-star game, um, in Tampa, the red carpet, the red carpet was outdoors. It was significant in length. There was uh, fans yes, was. everywhere. Um, and then at the awards, the red carpet was, indoors which is fine uh but it was much shorter and all the kind of media stuff and everything happened early in the red carpet before they kind of walked into what was kind of another conference room massive conference room at that where all the fans were and then they walked through there so uh it was just cool to see uh Blake Wheeler with his with his wife Sam there they were uh talking about what how cool of an experience it was for them and then uh Connor Hellebuck as as well had uh, had his girlfriend there, and then Kevin Chevaldeoff uh, was also there with family. Like it was just it was just really good to see all those guys just be able to be recognized for what was a, a real memorable season in 2017, 2018, and then be able to experience it uh, kind of with their family. Obviously, none of them came home with the with the hardware, but uh, nonetheless, uh, successful seasons nonetheless. Uh, Jets players and uh, general manager may not come home with hardware, but we're going to send our listeners home or give you a reward for listening to the the podcast. Uh, just go to jetsrewards.ca. Of course, uh, type in the code word, which is breakaway, and there is 50 Jets reward points. Uh, thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, so much to come here from uh, draft week in Vancouver. Of course, tomorrow there will be some media availabilities for the uh, top prospects. Uh, really looking forward to somehow tracking down Capo Caco. And uh, informing him of uh, Patrick Lane's high praise. Yes. I realize they share the same agent. They do work out together and they share the same type passport. That might lead to uh, Lane's uh, assessment that he should go first overall on Friday when the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, go to the podium. But uh, interested to see the reaction from there. And then uh, seeing Jack Hughes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Alex Turcott, there's uh, some pretty darn good talent assembling here and it's going to be a heck of a first round from vancouver so on behalf of metro clinton i'm jamie thomas thanks so much for listening to ground control the official podcast of the winnipeg jets this is big ground control the official podcast of the winnipeg jets hosted by jets tv for jets news videos and more head to winnipegjets.com 